The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Herod the Tetrarch heard about all that was happening, and he was greatly perplexed because some were saying, John has been raised from the dead. Others were saying, Elijah has appeared. Still others, one of the ancient prophets has arisen. But Herod said, John I beheaded. Who then is this about whom I hear such things? And he kept trying to see him. The Gospel of the Lord. So, I know it was like centuries ago when we had Mass Blast together, but there's a question I asked all of you to like think about and pray about and discern about. I'm just curious if everyone remembers that question. Yes. What are your gifts? Well done. Okay. Now, who's really thought about that? Okay. Whoa, this is awesome. This is wonderful. So, what are some of your gifts? I want to hear them. What are the gifts you've thought about? Yeah. To be good at writing and do good at singing. Love that. That's great. Yes. Gifts. Yeah, to play like a game or something with your friends. Yeah, that'd be great. That's a good gift. Doing sports and homework. That's a great gift. Yeah. Dancing. Love it. Games and art. Awesome. Art. Serving, I love that. Art, okay. Riding dirt bikes, okay. That, that's a talent and a gift, yes. Your life is a gift, yes. Drawing, of course. Studying types of animals, yeah, that can be a great gift. Good at playing soccer, okay. Acting. Drawing, okay. Good at getting free stuff. Old ladies. Getting free stuff from old ladies. That's somewhat concerning, I think, but we'll, we'll let it be. Okay. Yeah. Drawing and singing. Yeah. Okay. Playing in art class. Okay. Singing. Football. Football. Yeah, those are gifts. Okay. Anyone in the back want to share your gifts? You think you get excluded, but no, you're, you're just as involved. A good listener. Okay. Yeah, I, I love it. Okay, I, I'll take two more. Cooking! I love to cook, too. All right, high five. Doing good at reading. Reading, perfect, yeah. See, the thing is, like, we have so many gifts, right? And there's so many gifts. Some are more interesting than others. Free stuff from old ladies, but... <laughs> don't deny it, right? I mean, it's a gift I've got. I'm going to work with it. I, I, I had a similar gift, I suppose, in high school. I would sell coupon books and stuff for my baseball team, and I always sold the most because I was very small and I looked very sickly, and people felt very bad for me. <laughs> but, I mean, don't knock it if you got it. But the other thing about gifts are that while many of these things, you know, we, we will practice at, you know, like you don't just become a great singer overnight, most likely, or a great artist overnight, or super flexible overnight. Some of you might be born that way. But a lot of gifts that are given to us, we have to practice. We have to utilize over and over again. And I loved I, whoever said, like, just like the gift of life. Like, my life is a gift. Like, absolutely, because you are a gift. And to think about how my gifts are utilized, how my gifts are shared with the Lord, um, is a constant thing I need to think about every single day. Now, these readings today have talked nothing about gifts, right? 
you might have even forgotten about that first reading, but like there was a really like strong word they used in like that very first word actually. Like what was that very first word used? Yes. Vanity, right? Vanity of vanities. Does anyone know what vanity means? Or any ideas what vanity might mean? Okay, I'll take a chance here. Kind of. Vanity, really nice, fancy. Kind of. So there's, there's um, interest. That's an interesting spin on it. Not quite there, but close. Yeah. Things upon things. Not quite. So there's one idea of vanity. Like a vanity is like, uh, for you ladies, like you might have a vanity at your home. Like it's for like makeup and like getting stuff ready. Not the young ladies, the older ladies. My mom has a vanity, you know, like something that she goes and looks at and gets ready. But vanity can also be dis- defined and described as um, kind of having like a, uh, thinking greater of yourself than you really are. Thinking that you're better at something than you really are. So an example might be, you know, someone here might say, well, I'm the, I'm the best baseball player there ever is. Like, are you? I mean... There's some great baseball players out there. Like, that's kind of vain to vanity. Um, or like, you know, like a girl might think, I'm the prettiest girl in school. Like, you're pretty, but like to think you're the prettiest, like, don't, don't be the wicked witch of Snow White and the Seven Doors. Like, that does not go well for her, okay? When she thinks like, who's the fairest in all the land? And she wants it to be her. And she's like, what's well, actually Snow White? It's like, and then what does she try to do? Kill her? Like, vanity's a bad thing, basically. So, there's a warning about this, like, not to think so highly of ourselves. And yet, what's the other thing? I I want you to acknowledge your gifts. Like, your gifts are good and precious and need to be exemplified. So, here's my example. I had a a great friend in high school. His name was Carl. Carl, phenomenal athlete. Phenomenal athlete. He ended up winning uh, states in the uh, 300-meter hurdles and the 110 hurdles. Like, phenomenal runner. Got a scholarship to go to Michigan, D1 school, was a Big Ten champion in the 400 meter hurdles. And yet this guy never ever boasted about his, his skill as a, as a runner, as a track athlete. Never was like, look at me. Never let that get his head so, so big. He had a great sense of humility. He had a great sense of acknowledging like, this is a gift that I've worked really hard at that God's given me and I've, I've honed in, and yet, if it all ends, it's not, it's not the end of the world. So there, there has to be a level of kind of detachment. And there's, a, there's a warning in that first reading about being detached from the things that we're, we can become so vain towards. Like, if I said, if I put all of my, so here's an example of Father Jay. If I put all of my um, praise, acknowledgement, all of my, like, focus on, like, being a really good preacher, like, man, I'm, gonna, I'm the best preacher there ever is. I give the best homilies. And then I come to find out someone's like, your homilies are actually really bad. You know? Like, you're actually a really bad homilist. It actually turns me away from God. Like, whoa, okay? But like, that could really affect me. But I have to not, I have to have, I have to be detached from that. Is that making any sense? Like, it's okay if I, if I don't give a good homily sometimes. But I know that if I do give good homilies, it's really not me, but it's God working through me. Like, that's what I have to remember. Like, God is always working through me to show his glory for others. So, everything that you do, your singing, your dancing, your art, your sports, all of that stuff is actually a way that you glorify God. Like, that, how cool is that, that even in getting the free stuff from the old ladies, right, 
is a way to glorify God, like to show love, compassion, mercy. So, in that gospel reading, you know, kind of strange as well, you got this guy named Herod who, you know, doesn't really know what's going on. He's a Roman patriarch and had just killed John the Baptist, which isn't so good. And he's hearing about this, this Messiah. He's hearing about this new guy in the block, Jesus. And he's trying to figure out who he is. And he's like, I want to see him. And you think about, like, all right, here's this guy who has zero knowledge of, like, faith, who just killed a prophet, mind you, and yet it's like, I want to see this Jesus dude. Why? Because Jesus, at the core of who he is, God, invites and invokes, makes it a desire for others to come and see him. And it's not just because all the stuff he did. It's not just because of the miracles he performed. That's, that was what began it. But it's because of his very existence. God draws us close to him. You think about, you know, why do we do Worship Wednesdays? We do that just because, we do that so we can orient, we can focus ourselves in on God, that we can be drawn to God. We can be drawn to something outside of the world. Because worship, and Mass is a form of worship, is meant to be entirely focused on the Lord. So after the homily is done, we do the intercessions, the whole next part of the Mass, everything we do after that, is entirely focused on Jesus. The whole liturgy of the Eucharist, as we call it, is focused on Jesus. And so it's like, how can I put my focus on Him? How can I, in my daily life, with the gifts that I have, surrender those to him and be utilized for him how could how do i focus less on myself and more on him that's what we want to take away today that's what we want to think about is it's not about me it's not about my successes it's not about even my failures it's how is the lord using me today how is the lord letting himself be expressed through me. Like, that's so cool. Like, you're the, you're the biggest group I get for a daily mass, right? My other daily masses, there's like eight people, okay? It's usually the ones in the back, right? So imagine like just them here, right? It's really tiny. But this is the thing, like, when you are here, like, you're being fed by the Lord. And then when you leave, you go off to all your different stuff. You go off to your sports, your clubs, your activities, you go back to your homes, you go to all these other places, places that I don't go. But you know what your, your task is when you go to those places? It's to share God's love. Because God's love lives in you. Even if you're like, ah, that's, I don't know, it's kind of hard. Like, No, like God's love ultimately does live in you. So our task today, and hopefully I'll remember it for next week, is to think about who's a person, and I'm going to challenge you, who's a person outside of my family, okay? Who's a person outside of my family that I think I should tell about Jesus to them? I should, like, talk to them like, hey, do you know about Jesus? He's really awesome. Or, you know, I, I just love God so much. Do you, ever, do you ever think about that? Like, just to, like, talk about your faith. Right? It's a scary thing to do. It's a very scary thing to do. But who's that person? Maybe it's a friend. Maybe, maybe it's someone in one of your activities. And again, outside of your family, we're going to challenge us to move outside of a comfort zone. 
Who's someone I can share Jesus with in the next week? That's what we want to think about. So I'm going to think about that too. Who's someone I can share Jesus with in the next week? And hopefully we'll hear back and have some good responses.